cliffcentral.com. Well, I mean, for the first time on a Friday morning, we've now got all four microphones busy. Um, so George is here. Hello, George. How are you? Fun and you. Good, good, good. George made it after being at our event last night. Nice. He made it in this morning, bright and early too. And we've got a, a question we, we especially need you to help solve. I do want us to get this email. I mean, this is why you came in early, George, and you're the only guy who can answer this. So somebody called Juliana uh, got hold of us, and she said she wants to know how to buy a car without being taken for a ride. She wants some insider tips on how to go about doing it. I know she's very clever, this Juliana. Uh, she wants some insider tips on how to go about doing it in a fiscally responsible way. Um, so that's why you're here early this morning. Help Juliana, please. So I think, I mean, first of all, Juliana, the, the, the most important part, two, two most important parts of buying a car is one, that you get a car that's not going to leave you standing when you drive away with it. You know, so, so if that's an overarching vision, the second is that you don't overpay for the car. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you take those two in mind, how, how do you, how do you navigate around those two principles? The first thing is, um, let's talk about price. So do the research on price beforehand. You can get an emotional attachment to a car when you go and visit the car, visit the dealership yeah. because, um, used cars are commodity, uh, are not commodities. Um, there's only one unique golf GTI with that mileage. And often people get emotionally attached to the car and they start to miss things. You miss noises. You miss imperfections in the bodywork. You miss imperfections in the paint. Um, so, so the way to avoid that is take somebody with you that knows about cars. Very good advice. Visit, visit the car. Very good advice. Um, <clears throat> Um, you know, so, so little things like you can run your finger along the gap of all of the panels and you'll believe it or not, the, the tip of your finger is very intuitive. So you mean you'll pick up if there's a, a change in the gap and that'll tell you that maybe the car's been in an accident or okay. yeah. Open the doors of the car and the bonnet and the boot of the car, because quite often when a panel beater sprays a car, there is overspray. They, it's just something you can't avoid because they can't take the entire car apart in order to spray it. They have to cover parts. And those little particles in the spray booth get into, um, you'll see on the hoses, mm-hmm. um, there's a little bit of overspray on the bolt itself. If you see that, that's a sign that there could have been an accident. So then you know you're dealing with a piece of shit. Well, potentially, <laughs> you know, potentially it's been an accident. Um, and then And then ask for the history records of the car. Mm. Um, if the dealer's I've got never it. done that, you have to do that. Yes. Ask for the historical records, the service records. Um, quite often, um, you know, a, uh, a franchise dealer is not going to give you records of someone else's car, but the dealership you're buying from can get those records. Hmm. So if you go to a franchise dealer and you say, I want to buy this car, can you give me the historical records? Hmm. They're not going to pass that information on to you, but the dealer you're buying the car from can get it. So ask for the records of the car. George, there's another question I can follow up here. Um, I'd like to know, this is from, from another George. He says, morning guys. I'd like to know what is George taking these new Haval cars that have taken over the roads? Taken them over. They've taken them over. over. What do you think of Haval? I, I think, uh, don't discount Haval. Um, does everybody remember Hyundai entering the country? Yes. And we all made fun of them. And now they're, Everywhere. Now it's a good car. It's got a good warranty. Good value for money. It's good value for money and, and they last. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody. They're like the Toyotas of the eighties. 
exactly. Yeah, the Toyotas in the eighties worked. They, they lasted. People like their Cressidas and their Corollas. <laughs> Great cars. They so you know everybody and their cat was driving a Hyundai Getz at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Leanne Moll, I think, still has one. I think she still has. Yeah. So uh, drives very badly, but that's because she can't see very well. I think the Chinese market is going to bring the first affordable EV. This is just my own hunch. I've got no data to support this. I think that they're going to bring the first full battery electric affordable EV to South Africa mm. um, at some point, if somebody else doesn't beat them. But I think that they're on the road to doing that. And uh, Vol's a case in point. I mean, they, they've brought a car here that is affordable. It's got all the technology inside it. It, it drives well. I mean, the only criticism I have of the Haval is I, I drove the Haval, um, I think it was the Jolian, and I could hear the highway noise um, through the panels of the car. Mm. So it doesn't have really good sound insulation. It's like a game vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my only criticism of Haval. Other than that, it's, uh, it's not a bad car. So, you know. Well, this, I mean, this George says they've taken over the roads. They just have. taken it over. Yeah. And then... Uh, <clears throat> Just plain Jared says Haval and Cherry have exploded in South Africa. And Suzuki. And Suzuki, yeah. Yeah. It was a time that anything exploding was a Ford Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what do you what do you call a cougar who's so old that uh, you have to like point her in the direction of young men? A deaf leopard. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, where are this is a very serious question. Where are the cougars going now in Joburg since places like Billy the, the Bums, Billy's yeah, the Bums, Billy the Bums doesn't exist anymore? I think some of them are going back to actually being mothers. No. Yeah. Never this could that. be good for parenting. Probably good for around. parenting, yeah. yeah. Never, what lies in this dead? <laughs> some there of them are, are offering apps. cuddles. Let me tell you They're something. on the apps. There are the apps and oh, they're definitely Some inviting people over, you know, to Netflix and chill. Well, the thing is, like, <laughs> like, like, Cougars and Midrand will always have the swing of parties. That'll never oh, change. Yes. But I think some of them maybe have just gone back to motherhood. Yes. Never. So, circle that. of life, simply where you are so unromantic. Never. Th- but I'm she's like, right. Can, she's can right. They are on the apps. Off her bum, and she's a mother of four. So no, they... she's a prostitute. There's a big difference. <laughs> Cougar prostitute. Yeah. Different worlds. <laughs> so mean George has nothing to add on this front. He thinks this is an appalling conversation. Only Cougar, I know, is a car. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Uh, and he just is there at Hogshead now. <laughs> All right. It's beer time in Central Australia, bitches. Says Mo Dollars. I reckon that's what uh, Central Mo's Australia. No one lives in Central. Central Australia. Australia. What do you do there? That's nothing but mine rocks. Yeah, what do you do in? Hey, wait a second. We need to know more. Mo Dollars. If you're in Central Australia, it's always beer time. Only grands. That's apparently the yeah, only well- grand. <laughs> In fact, there was a TikTok that I saw of this granny who had retired, um, not doing much with her life. And she's like, hmm, I got interested, you know, trying out some dark chocolate. So she created like a... Bumsters. And only fans thing. And in like her 70s, like a whole granny is <laughs> now doing the things on the apps. That's where they're at. Just saying. These, these cougars learn fast. Well, adapt especially with technology being what it is now oh, you know like water always good. goes to the lowest point right mm. there's a lot of low points out there let's so. just turn our attention back to something that uh, involves george directly these havals he says carl says are very thirsty cost like 18 rand in fuel to just start the thing is that true 
like quite mm. thirsty. So that's the only oh. thing I've heard about Havals because they are they're looking better, which is a big thing for cars. But people say, and the cherries as well, very fuel inefficient. Yeah, I I think mm. that could be as a result of them being slightly underpowered. So um, you've got to you've got to really kind of push the car a little bit more to get the um, to get the speed you want out of it. Mm. So because I mean they're big SUVs um, and they don't uh, they don't have the engines that um, that some of the other big SUVs have. So that could be the reason, Carl, or just um, you know lighten your foot on the gas. Yeah, but there's also the no, thing it probably like, drives badly. So I wouldn't I wouldn't blame the car straight away, Carl. It's probably you. But I feel like that the Chinese are getting all that sort of good carry-on press from Japan and Koreans before them. That's true. So it's like it's a natural thing to say, like, oh, but you know, everyone hated Toyota, Japanese, no, great. Oh, everyone hated Hyundai, the Koreans. But like, it doesn't always mean that they are just the domino effect is going to be great for the Chinese because they're trying to do the same thing, but yet later in time. Or am I just being pessimistic here? No, I don't think you're being pessimistic. I mean, it's it remains to be seen how yeah. a vol actually kind of turns out. Um, how does it evolve? You know, it depends. It's, it's, it's anybody's guess. Um, you know, don't underestimate, uh, don't underestimate the, the new entrants either. I think, mm. uh, I think the, the, the current brands, when, when we did the EV buyer survey, the last one and the one before that, we've done three of them so far. It was very clear that consumers are becoming less brand loyal. Yes. As we move towards mm. uh, hybrids and electric vehicles, uh, <clears throat> brand counts less in their mind. Um, so, so I don't think the established brand, I think that, no, let me put it to you this way. I think the established brands have to work a lot harder to, to come up against thing, uh, companies like Aval. Uh, absolutely. Laqueus James, what a name says, I am on the current hunt for wheels. Notice the BAIC bike. Bike. Mm-hmm. Are they, that, what is that? What is a bike? It's, it's the name of a car. Uh, oh. Oh. Well, we can't help you with that. He says, are they pricing in market penetration? Any insights on the brand? What do we know about bike? So same as Evol. Um, you know, new entrant, a lot of new dealerships starting up. And it's early days. So it remains to be seen what, uh, what happens. I always say there's no bad car. Um, most of the cars nah, come today. On. Come on, George. There's and he's seen a quid. Yeah, but it's probably the previous owner. Quid's, uh, quid's great. Simply <laughs> if walking was your prior thing. There's, there's, there's no, there's generally, there's no brand bad cars because most of the technology has been established. Most yeah. of the, it's been a hundred years that we've been building these things. So the, George, it's established. What's this thing? <laughs> that's a bad car. <laughs> this is the bad car. It's a bad car, man. What the hell is that? Car. Oh, that's the, that's the um, thing. The, 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 the cute. Yeah. The quid, no, no. Is that it? <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's, it's called it's the Q U T E or whatever it is. You could buy that Pouring. brand new for like fifty grand. If, if you were in an accident in that thing between two other normal you cars, you're you, gone. You seeing your you're, you're, not, you're, you're dead. You're liquid. <laughs> yeah, but what if your prior thing was an Uber Eats motorbike? That's a step up. Okay, fair There's enough. There's levels to life, Gareth. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. exactly. So, so you know, you're probably more protected in the in the Bajaj than... Uh, See Bajaj, cute. So it's called. Bajaj. Is that what that is? Then <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you would be on a motorbike. Superior, do you want one? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nobody wants one. Uh, Malusi um, Bulwana Barnard says, I traded in my Audi with zero regret. They took us for fools for too long. See, people are waking up to this stuff. You why good to have George in here. Uh, one last question quickly, George. 
do you know from Ches uh, why Ford pulled the EcoBoost Mustang from the local market, and will we be getting new models at some stage? I don't know, um, f- you know, from Ford, um, but I would assume it was sales. Oh, okay. Because you know, why would you pull the uh, a car like that out of a market? It's only because it's not selling. Deepabana says, "Hey George, any suggestions for my next step when my BMW motor plan ends? Make more money. Trade it before the motor plan ends. That's yeah. the first thing. There because sometimes there's about a three to five percent price difference just because the car has a motor plan. So you're going to lose money if you drive it out of the motor plan. Carl says, "Borch just lost all credibility. <laughs> no bad cars. Are you also <laughs> taking some of uh, Ben's?" <laughs> Uh, all right. I've been uh, labeled many things in the show over the years. This is probably the most inaccurate. This is egregious to you. This is over the line. All right. Very good. Well, what a week. I mean, we've had uh, Glynis Breitenbach starring role in Parliament. We've come up with must be seven business ideas Easy. by now. There are millionaires out there who's <laughs> under the radar listen to this show and go, oh, done it again. Yeah, those guys are there. This but is my university. Right. We're the University of Entrepreneurs. Don't let anyone fool you. All right. Anything you want to add in there, George? Uh, yeah. So uh, um, um, we, we dug up this, uh, this kind of uh, statistic, right? And, uh, you know, talk, seeing as you were talking about cougars earlier, mm. is it illegal to have sex in a car? The answer should be no. <clears throat> well, it depends where you are. Oh, some people have done it. <laughs> so look at her face straight away. <laughs> well, if, if MASH was on the show this morning... He would be looking into cars to try and find people having sex. That's his thing. He goes and interferes with other people who are busy in their cars in parking lots. Only cars. Mm, well, we don't know where else he interferes. So in most countries and most states, and this is obviously a United States study, mm-hmm. um, in most states and, uh, and countries, it is not illegal. Hmm. What makes it illegal is, uh, is actually um, exposing yourself in a public place. Oh. That's what makes it so illegal. If the balls or the vagina or the asshole actually push against the window and it's steamy and they make a, that would be more than likely, hmm. more than likely. Um, so, uh, so, so it's not illegal. And you know, there's another law that makes it illegal. What's that? Oh, right. Okay. So in other words, you're perfectly entitled in most places. I mean, I wouldn't try this in Saudi Arabia. No, probably not. No. Don't do that. But I, I think South Africa, you could probably do whatever you want. Because the cop will come and I uh, must get out now. You'll be like, ah, here's a hundred bucks. They'll be like, okay, have fun. South Africa, you could probably get away with it. Yeah, you probably, you know. Listen, also, if you it's don't have, embarrassing, though. you don't have your own house. I mean, when I was uh, just out of uh, school, university, you know, first couple of years after university, you don't have a place to go. So where else are you going to have sex? She can't, she lives with her parents. You live with the, your parents. You can't. What are you going to do? Now you wonder why people tint their windows so dark. So this right. is why they should always bring drive-ins back. Is that a good place to? <laughs> uh, for, uh, no, then you, uh, well, I'm not saying it's a good place. <laughs> at least go under the auspices of I'm watching a movie. Ah, okay. So you can disguise it a little bit better. Okay. Okay. All right. Netflix and chill. There's the drive-ins. Another great business idea. Why are they, why are they still there? Yeah. Bring there them was, back. There was one in Randburg here, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, Sundown or whatever. Then they closed it eventually because there was just so much, uh, semen. No, <laughs> and look, unfortunately it was Crom. You know, people would go there and oh, like, Oh, it was Crom. Yeah. Oh. Crom. Always Crom. Crom. Rid, 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 all the robots. Right. 
Okay. Uh, any other news that you have for us, George? Um, so uh, the one thing I wanted to kind of very quickly, because there's a long list, I'm just going to pick some. So, so believe it or not, car companies are um, um, they, they they don't know what to call their cars, and over the years they've called their oh, cars uh, funny things. Okay, I've never they, they came up with these so stupid names. names. It's like the, these names mean nothing. Yes. So, so, so we did some, uh, uh, we did some digging and, um, there was a, there was a company in 1898. They were in 1898 to, to 1918. Mm-hmm. And, um, their cars were called All Days and Onions. Yeah. I'd rather have a car called an <laughs> onion than some of the names I see for this these things. This was also a time when women were called Gertrude. Hollita. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um, and then uh, um, MGA Developments, also an American company, um, uh, took a Ford Fiesta, modified it, like, you know, not modified it like, you know, side of the road kind of thing, but uh, um, called this car a hot dog. So if you, if you Google <laughs> MGA hot dog. I'm going to right now. You will see the car actually looks like a freaking hot dog. <laughs> wow. Let's see. But what a horrible car. <laughs> What an absolute, you said just now there's no such thing as bad cars. George, I'm going to put this picture up. No one's going to believe it. It looks like something from an ad. I mean, was this in the 80s? Uh, this was 70s. in the, yeah, it was. Oh, my God, what a car. Let me just show you this picture. You're not going to believe this. If you're not watching us on YouTube, then you, you Google this yourself. It's just outrageous. Look at this horrible car. Oh, that looks like fun. <laughs> that looks like a kiddie's car. That's like looks like someone who gives tickles drives that. Oh, <laughs> stop it! So, so they called it the hot dog, and then they actually painted it with this yellow mustard color, yeah, on purpose. And it doesn't have and much then of a windscreen. It's a red one for the tomato. Mm. <laughs> the sausage, the sausage, the, the, the Vienna. condiments inside, and then and then other cars that have kind of named after food: the Mitsubishi Pistachio, Nissan Cherry, uh, Toyota Corona. And then Toyota named Toyota a car. Corona. <laughs> the our Toyota Corolla was actually the Toyota Corona. Well, that was bad luck. Sure. I see that one come back in the no. market anytime soon. No. And then Toyota also called the car the Crown Royal, which is a whiskey. Congo says that this hot dog car looks like Ben's shoes. <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> All right, I think we've uh, come full circle, everybody. We can uh, we can call it we can call it a day after an ex- extraordinarily productive morning. Full of ideas, full of uh, new business yeah. opportunities. Business opportunity. Make a de- car de- call it a food name. Detoxing technologically from George. I mean, what a win. Simpiwe with her, with her, her stuff about uh, the, the being able to what find, uh, what's the stuff called? Cuddles mm-hmm. online. Cuddle prostitutes. Look, Cuddle I, prostitutes. I'm just going to throw out, I've had many, many comments here to talk about UFC. We'll talk about UFC next week. Okay. See, Gareth, people want to know. People have got to know, Ben. People have got to know. Right. There's a lot happening there. Okay. I've right. lost the dispense. Next week, I'm all in. All right. So we're not going to miss anything in the interim. Okay. All of that and more. Make sure you're here next Friday for some more of this. Uh, and we're going to start charging for all these business ideas. I just want 1%. <laughs> I, I think, think that's I'll take 10. Just the tip of all these things I'm in. Right. Okay. There we go. Well, those people make all of the money. Yeah. Those people that manage other people's money because they take one to two percent. Okay, well, you know what? All no, we want is ten percent. No, you. Sorry, you. <laughs> I, you only came up with the cuddle one, all right? Which is a great one, according to Ben. Mm, okay. So, 
10%? I say it's a good business. I don't say I want it. I don't say I'm a customer. All right. The problem is your product is human. Let's just be clear. 1% each to the four of us. The rest, the other 96% is yours. We should have like, you know, you're like honesty bar. If you go out there and use our business ideas, just make yeah. millions, honesty. Just come back and give us our check. That's all. We should put a Surprise pay, us. PayPal or Patreon together. Mm. I'm thinking this is getting complicated. Just give us a check. Just come if around. You, if you suddenly end up really rolling in the money because of one of the ideas you've had from this show, just do the right thing. Honesty bar vibes. I like that very much. All right. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cliffcentral.com.